It's the week of October 14th, and this is MASHCAST number 102. Mash those buttons, Mashcast. I'm Jarrett. And I'm here with Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And with Joel Couture. And a special screw you to the Resident Evil 6 devs, the ones who thought that they could patch two-player mode into the eight emissions and yet not have the second player be able to interact with everything. Or anything. Sure do love not being able to pull switches or open doors. That's great. Good job, fellas. I didn't even hear about that. Is that making news or what's going on? No, I'm playing it. I'm probably the only person who's played it two-player. So. <laughs> Can we just change the opening of the podcast to Joel's screw you moment of the week? Yeah, because it's kind of the same thing. It was, a, it, was a, it was a sarcastic screw you last week. I'm I, I, sorry. I needed something mean to say to open her up, I guess. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> well, welcome to MASHCAST 102. I didn't even get a chance to see the number last week, did I? Actually, no, because Joel did the same thing. You did. <laughs> I shut up eventually. Yeah, you just started bitching right off, you know? I'm sorry. I was so mad. I'm still mad about it. Well, it was in my review. I would mean, be pretty pissed about it. I, I, I would be. Redonkulous. So it's it's uh, it's acceptable. But uh, let's go ahead and get started because we are recording very late. Stupid and, late. And it's none of our fault. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, so it's still early. Hmm. Yeah. Well, why don't you get started, you know, half, you know, glass half full. <laughs> my so glasses have my glasses have full, but I've got uh I've got a few other glasses behind it, so Nick, just go. <laughs> just, just just start, start drinking or start talking. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been playing, Nick? Um what was it? There's the uh well I've been playing Hearthstone still. Um this is probably the last I'll talk about it before I make it an unmentionable. Um because I'm finally hitting the point where I've got enough cards that my decks are actually decent enough that I'm, I feel like I'm winning more than I'm losing. Um, but, uh, the one thing is though, there's the arena mode where you pay, it's either a dollar 99 to get in or you pay 150 gold. Uh, and then you go through and you get to construct a deck. Uh, they give you for, for the 30 cards in your deck, they give you a choice of three cards at a time. So you, you know, they show you three cards, you pick the best one and then you go through that process 30 times until you have a deck that gets built. And then you take this customized deck and you play against other people in the arena and, you keep playing until you get three losses, and then once you once you get the three losses, you're done. And depending on how many wins you've gotten, uh, that you get prizes. You know, then the prizes are better based on how many wins you've uh, accrued. And the problem that I have with this is I get incredibly nervous playing this because it's like even though it's all gold and it's all free to play, and so I'm not really spending any money on on the game. Uh, I, I still feel like if I screw this up, like I'm I'm somehow hurting myself financially. And so the, I, I feel like there's an added amount of pressure there, and it, it's the game is fun, but that 
there's a bit of tension there that uh, I don't know if I'm enjoying it or not. So I wind up getting in there and then I almost intentionally cause myself to lose just to get out and get my, my crappy prizes, which if I was going to do that, I could just spend the gold better just buying straight up decks. And I don't know. It, it's I'm, I'm messing with myself there and it's not, it's not good, but uh, overall I'm enjoying the game though. Um, the other thing I played is there's a Marvel was it, I, I'm looking for what the, the game is now. It was like a Marvel puzzle quest game that just came out this week for Android. I think it's uh, Marvel puzzle quest, dark rain. Um, I played it for about five minutes because it's one of those, you know, it, it's a, you know, it's a puzzle quest style, you know, like the gameplay is bejeweled, um, you know, where it's competitive, where you're playing against, you know, enemies. And it, if anything, it felt kind of like, puzzle fighter in that uh you know like you had you're, you're represented by marvel heroes and the other side is representing villains and i was in the early stages so the villains were just like hydra thug but uh the pro you know it, it was a little bit of a tag team element there where you could have multiple heroes on your side and there were multiple enemies and they were swapping out but at the end of the day it was still the same board of gems and you know you're making you're matching three to to you know earn points and and eventually you can hit your hero moves where you can clear out certain gems to do damage and once you defeat all the enemies you move on that was all fine there was nothing really wrong with that but once once i got to the point where it was like okay you can train your hero to learn new moves or you can pick up new heroes and everything was you know cost money uh you know it, very quickly it felt like you know, the, the free-to-play aspect was lost on me, and it, it felt more like, okay, yeah, this game's going to cost me money. And so I only played for five minutes before realizing that I wasn't going to enjoy my time in the game, and I moved on. But uh, I'm always looking for, for good stuff to play on my phone, and, and uh, I don't know, maybe I'll reinstall it again because it does have some decent free-to-play mechanics there, at least, or at least on the free part, but um, it, it, it looks like it's going to cost more money than I was willing to spend. So I didn't get really anywhere with that. And that's about it. All right. Oh, what about you, Joel? Well, I'm complaining about Resident Evil 6, so amazingly, I'm playing that a little bit right now. Um, it's pretty dry for local co-op games lately, or at least nothing I've found. So uh, me and a friend are playing through Resident Evil 6 campaigns, um, local co-op. And it's actually pretty fun, although it's really hard to screw up local co-op. I mean, if you and a friend are there, and you're drinking, you're shooting things, you're probably having fun on some level. Um, it's, it's actually not too bad co-op though. I mean, ammo scarcity is fun to deal with and uh, the monsters are challenging enough except for in Ada's mission where they had to patch in two player because I don't imagine too much of anyone even want to play at one player at that point, but, uh, they didn't really implement it well where, like I said, the, I can't do anything in the environment. Like I found a switch that we need to throw way before my friend did in like a maze area. But I'm not allowed to touch it because for some reason they just stuck me in without the ability to interact with anything in the environment, which is more frustrating than I thought it would be. Because there's a couple of times where I'd run ahead and get to like a safe point. He'd be fighting monsters. And I'm like, well, maybe I can at least trigger the checkpoint. But I can't because I can't interact with doors or any of the transition sequences. So I just wait, which is just a delightful way of designing things. But, I mean, I imagine they just rushed it out through the door as fast as they could without really caring about it all that much. So, I'm not honestly surprised at that point. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I also played uh, Knock Knock. It's a, a really kind of odd horror game by uh, Ice Pick Lodge. They did uh, Pathologic, 
which I haven't played. I think I want to look into after do, playing this game. But uh, you're basically an insomniac who's uh, starting to see like horrors coming into his house at night, and his house's layout keeps changing as his like mental state starts to break down. Um, but the thing is, the game doesn't really communicate a lot of its rules to you. I mean, it tells you how to open doors and turn the lights back on in rooms and things like that. But uh, beyond that, it doesn't tell you how the ghosts work. So, like, I'll be out flicking on lights and, like, I'll start to hear voices somewhere else in the house. Or a light will shut off somewhere else. Or I'll start to see activity in another section of the house and I'm not sure if it's coming towards me. Uh, if there's much of anything I can do about it. If my turning on the lights helps or if it draws their attention. Because I'll hear other voices say, don't do that or stay in still. And I don't know if it's a helpful voice. So it's all, it's... It's frustrating from a gameplay perspective because you don't really know what's going on. But from a horror perspective, it's really interesting because it, it's keeping me in the dark about anything about the gameplay. Like I have no idea if I'm doing the right thing, the wrong thing or what. All I know is I have to survive till dawn in each level to, to beat it. And to do that, I just have to avoid the ghost. But I don't know if I'm drawing their attention, if I'm keeping them away, if I'm doing the right or wrong thing at all. So it's all confusing and really kind of off-putting. Because I never feel confident that I'm doing the right thing, so it is, I I like it, but it's definitely not for everybody. It will piss some people off super hard just for not explaining itself at all. And what else have I been up to? Uh, those are the main ones I've been playing a lot, really heavily this week. Okay. I uh, know for me, I did finish Beyond Two Souls. Um, last week I was about halfway through it. And I was waiting to see if it got any more challenging or anything like that. It does not. Uh, the difficulty level does not increase. The QTEs do not get more complex. Um, I don't know, like, I, I, the review is out for it today. I think it got a 3.4, but the gameplay score is like a 2.5. Yeah, you were not impressed with the gameplay, but I mean, like, it not like there's much to be impressed of with. I, I can clearly see what David Cage was trying to do. And if you look at the production shots... Uh, you know, from when they were making it, like, you know, usually the, the, like, one of the head guys of the studio is not in the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In the, uh, motion capture room. Well, not mm -hmm. room, but, like, in the volume, they call it. Like, usually he's not there. Usually you have a guy that's in, that's in charge of mocap. He's there. Like, Ken Levine was not in charge of, well, he was not in the mocap studio when they did Bioshock Infinite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but like, if you look at the production stills, like David Cage was there. He was probably there every day. Um, well, yeah, he was directing his digital movie. So exactly, that's pretty much what it was. Like it's a inter it's like an interactive movie almost. Um, the thing is, I don't even know if you can if that game has a game over screen because there were moments where I messed up like two three QTs in a row, and I'm like, well, she's gonna be dead, and she manages to slip away. Like this is one where these entities they surround you and they push they push you down on the table. And she just got away from She just slipped away from these guys and then ran away. I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. So I don't even know if you can really die or if, like, you know, if how much of your failure actually projects onto the character. I mean, I know certain things can happen. Like, this is one where this, this, this dude shoots at Jody and Aiden has to make a, uh, a, like, this barrier that he can do. And if you don't do the barrier, she gets shot and she falls down. I know that as a fact. Um, because actually, I made the barrier, but at the very end, when they're doing the credits, 
they show like clips of the game and like several of the clips didn't go the way I did them. You know, also the ending, um, first of all, there's two sets of endings. Um, I did one set and I saw all the endings. I have to go thing is to do, to do the second set. You can't, you have to go to the last level all the way to the last. You have to go from the beginning of the last level, which is actually pretty long. It's, it's, it's actually pretty long, the last level. And then, like, you get to a certain point, and you can choose what you want to do. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, do that, I don't know, sometime for the next few weeks and see how it goes. But the, uh, I don't know, like, the, the, the one set of endings, like, it, it feels like the, the, that's one place where your choices actually matter. You know, out of all the choices you can make in the game, that's where the choices matter, to a degree. Because the end, like, the very end of each sequence is almost the very same. There's only one sequence that actually differs. Not greatly, it differs, but the dialogue changes. So of the endings that I saw, which there are four of them, uh, four available, three of them have the same, like, like they, they have something happen different, but then the very end of them are the exact same, and they have the same dialogue. There's one that has different dialogue. Um, and that's, that's only because of, like, who's in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see what David Cage was trying to do, and, uh, well, knowing him, he won't get discouraged. I hope he doesn't get discouraged, because basically, this would have been excellent if they would have put more into the gameplay, if they would have more complex QTEs, if there would have been more consequences, like, you're dead, or, you know, it's a game over screen, like, you cannot continue. But I think what he was trying to do was go for that cinematic you know, masterpiece in a video game, uh, and he didn't want to scare people off. Like, he didn't feel people should be penalized for their mistakes. But in reality, I mean, that's what makes a game. To me, like, for if for it's something to be a game, you have to be able to lose. If you can't lose, then it's just interactive media. It's, it's a storybook. You know, that's, this is the problem I had. Well, not the problem I had with Journey, but this is how I felt about Journey. And several people disagreed, but, you know, that's just how I feel about it. But, you know... Um, I liked, I liked it. I liked Beyond Two Souls, but I'm not, it's not going anywhere. It's not even, it's not going on my top five for the year. Not going on my top 10 for the year. Beyond Two Souls. But I liked it. I didn't mind it. I don't, I don't mind that I paid 60 bucks for it. But if you're a little tight on cash, you're probably pissed that you paid 60 bucks for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the thing. I was like, eh, it was all right. You know, whatever. Uh, so I played that. I finally, actually the same day that I, I got Beyond Two Souls, I bought Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. Um, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan, but I haven't finished any of the, uh, the I didn't finish three, like the, the DS game. Like any, like I didn't, I didn't play Recoded at all. I didn't finish, um, or 365 or 360 something slash eight or whatever the fucking number is. <laughs> 365 over eight days or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish that. Um, I did not finish Birth by Sleep. T- like, I didn't finish all three characters in Birth by Sleep. Uh, so I'm a fan, but I didn't finish everything. Uh, so some people will say, well, you're not a fan at all. No. Um, I have a pretty good understanding what's happened. But Kingdom Hearts 1, I beat the shit out of that game. Okay. <laughs> I beat the end. I got Swords 100. I beat Sephiroth, Kurt Zista, and the Phantom. Good lord. You know? 
Those, a lot of those bosses, I was like, okay, ready to fight? Oh, I'm dead already. You know what? <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to play it this bad. Yeah, I sent Kurt Zista to somebody, and they were like, who the fuck is Kurt Zista? And I'm like, well, you know who Kurt Zista is? No? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I remember there was a couple optional bosses, and I remember they all mopped the floor with me. Yeah, well, the Phantom, uh, the, the Phantom was the easiest out of all of them. Is he uh, the one in like Peter Pan? You fight. He's one in Peter Pan. Yeah, like you have to, you after you beat it, you can go back to the clock tower and you fight him there. Um, his hardest part is toward the end of his fight, where he has a countdown on the clock, and when the clock counts down from thirteen, you die. Like the fight's over, so you have to keep casting stop on the clock while you fight him. Oh, uh, yeah, that's why I didn't continue fighting him. Yeah. So, I remember. Uh, that's why, yeah, um, to beat that. Now, Sephiroth, that, I mean, you know who he is, but that fight is hard. Like, Not to mention, yeah. he has, like, like what, 12 invisible health bars before you can even see his health go down. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's re- he is ridiculous in that aspect. Yeah, um, he's sort of a one screw-up and you're done. Yeah, like, he, has, he has this one move. Which when I fight him again in the in the AG remix, I'm gonna be it's gonna be my bane. But he has this one move where he puts like this ring around you, and the ring explodes, mm-hmm. and it leaves you if you have second chance, it'll leave you with one health. And then like almost immediately after he does that, like while you're still kind of in the oh, I just got hit stage, he like tries to slash through you, and I I I he missed one time, and that was the time I beat it. I was like, not going to waste this. Tossed up, you know, <laughs> healed myself, and I continued to beat his ass. Uh, but Kurt Zista, like, Kurt Zista's the one that's in the desert. In oh, zone. I think I might have actually. Oh, well, I fought that one the most, I think. I don't yeah. remember if I beat it, but. It, it's called Kurt Zista. It's called Kurt Zista because somebody won a contest. A fan won a contest with their <laughs> name in the game. His name was Kurt Zista. So that boss's name is Kurt Zista. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's like Chris Houlihan room and friggin' Link to the Past. Like, hooray, you won. Now let's stuff your name into a debug room. Yeah. <laughs> Great prize. Thanks. Yeah. So, like, that's who he is. So I beat all the bosses. Kingdom Hearts 2, um, I finished, but I didn't, like, go back and do any extra stuff. Uh, and now, well, Kingdom Hearts 2 HD remix or 2.5 HD remix was just announced. So basically, you can get everything within these two games. Because of the 1.5 HD remix, that comes with Kingdom Hearts 1, it comes with uh, Rechain of Memories, which I'm really excited to play, and then the three, what the fuck this number is, what is it? 358 by two days. Yeah. Now, like, ch- Chain <laughs> of Memories... 16th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 43 over pi. <laughs> well, Some I- physics equation. My thing is, I never played Rechain of Memories. I played Chain of Memories for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And so many people skipped over that game. So many people. And I was like, and then when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, I'm kind of like, I understand so much of what's happening because I played Chain of Memories. If you play Chain of... no clue. Exactly. No clue. If you play Chain of Memories, if you don't play Chain of Memories, you don't know why Sora is in that clamshell thing. You don't know why they're trying to restore his memories, um, if you even understood that. Like, actually, I don't even think they, I don't even think they said they were restoring his memories. Bro, like, you know, no, I don't remember that. They, they I just s- shrugged. It was like, uh, it's a Japanese game. These things happen. 
every every now and again they would come up with that with that snow screen and it will say like sixty five percent complete or something like that. So it would come up with that, but like the people like I was playing with somebody, like they were there and I had to explain to them like what happened and it went to this whole big thing. You if you don't play Chain of Memories, you don't understand why um, Riku is with Mickey. You know, you don't understand any of that stuff. All of that happens in Chain of Memories. But besides a bunch of the story elements, the game was in, was awesome. Like that, like I didn't think that game. I got it simply because it was a Kingdom Hearts game. But when I actually played the game, I fell in love with it because how how unique it was with the uh, with the card system. Like I'm not a card game type of person, but I love that game for the card system. And not to mention, like you can all you can ha- you can take that game and apply it to like educational stuff if you want to. You want kids to, to learn how to add, multiply, subtract really fast. You can do it with, like with that card system. Because if you don't know how to add really fast in that game, you'll probably get your ass whooped. Especially toward the end. Especially toward the end of that game when you're playing as Riku. Um, playing as Sora isn't that big of a deal. Um, well, not that big of a deal. It, 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 it does get difficult. But when you play as Riku... Which I don't know. That might be a spoiler for somebody who did, who didn't play his side, but you do play his side of the story. I think that game's like ten years old, though. I think we're at we well, yeah we're at the statute of limitations. Well, you know, it's in the HD remake, so now you know it may not be it may be within the statute of limitations. But um, when you play as Riku, there is a uh, a few bosses that you fight as him that are incredibly difficult. And instead of just trying to level, you got to make sure you have the right deck, or, you know, deck, you know, because you got to flip through cards, you got to reshuffle your deck all while you're live action fighting somebody, you know, you see them, sh- you see them putting cards together so they can do a power and while they do it before they execute it, you have to put a higher number of cards together and execute that, you know, to beat them out. So it's actually pretty cool. I liked it a lot, if you couldn't tell. But so I started, yeah, I started playing Kingdom Hearts H, uh, 1.5 HD Remix. Um, the camera, well, first of all, they added way more tutorial to it. That kind of got on my nerves. Um, but the uh, the camera system, that, that that shitty camera is still in place. Uh, yeah, so they, they didn't change all that much. The mouth movement still sucked. But, you know, that's, that's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I... So far, I've been having a good time, and I can't wait to go through it. Not to mention the, the extra cut scenes. I'm like, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is Final Mix. <laughs> like, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some stuff that I'm going to see that I haven't seen the cut scenes for before. So it's going to be, should be good. I'm enjoying it. Um, What else have I been doing? I, I, I'm still playing GTA. I'm actually coming toward the end of that. Um, I think I'm, I'm doing, like, the biggest heist probably in the game. And I did. I went the balls out way, too. Like we have to rob. We're gonna rob like the central bank, and instead of like you know, we were like, well, they we, you can go around, you can you can st- you can hijack the the transports and blah blah blah, or you could just drill into the side of the bank. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna drill into the side of the bank. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Um, let's see, what else? Oh yeah, I have not played it, but I bought Pokemon in the 3ds today. Yeah, I bought it on Saturday or yeah. Sunday. Yeah, literally, it just—it just, it just my 3ds just finished charging, probably about an hour ago. So Did you buy the 3ds to play it as well. 
Huh? Did you already have one? No, I did not. Okay. Yeah, so I, I bought it. You know, Pokemon is a system mover. <laughs> that yeah. it is a killer app. <laughs> You're seeing it right here. <laughs> yeah, right here. Now I see that you got you got the Y because you didn't like the deer on the yeah. cover. That's it. That's the whole reason. I get, I actually got X because for the um for the megas of Charizard, who I know I'm gonna pick up. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, uh, I can't I can't play grass or water type. I just I can't. I tried, but I I can't make myself hit the button when I'm like hovering over them. I just end up shooting over to fire and hitting A. Yeah, like I um yeah I'm gonna like I know Charizard I'm gonna have and of course Mewtwo and I like their mega forms in X. Because it looks like in Y, both forms in Y, or both Pokemon in Y, they just get stronger. You know, like actually, but Mew, I know Mewtwo gets stronger, and he becomes like, a, his attack becomes stronger, and he becomes an attack psychic. Mm. When Charizard, uh, he just gets stronger, and get, he gets drought and something else. Drought. But yeah. like, with, um, <laughs> in X, as long as I read it correctly, in X, Charizard actually turns into a dragon type. And Mewtwo um, turns into oh no Mewtwo turns into a fighter fighting psychic Pokemon in X and in Y he his special just gets stronger. Jeez. So I figured I could use something like if I'm in a battle and I need to switch it up, you know, I can throw a Mega on there and you know totally change the type of Pokemon. It's like having an extra Pokemon, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll be I guess talking about that in my return to the world of Pokemon because last time I. I played Pokemon was like Pokemon Leaf Green. That was the last time. So Yeah, um, I quit since Soul Silver. I played that game to death. But I have a team of ass beaters in there that I really need to bring forward. Like these things were found when the universe was born, just like six just terrible creatures who live to kill and they're stuck in Soul Silver and I can't port them over. I can't figure out any way to do it. Huh. Just driving me nuts. Like, I want my dream team back. I worked so hard on them, and just one day, I'm just like, I'm in EB Games. I've got my buddy passing me the used copies, and I'm trading anything good onto my DS so I can catch them all, realizing I've hit some sort of Pokemon rock bottom. <laughs> and I, I just I quit from that day forward, but there's there's a bunch of guys in there. I need to have them, and it will upset me greatly if I can't find some way to bring them over. Hmm. Yeah, I know... Um... I I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen for you, Joel. <laughs> I, really I don't think know. it is either, and that depresses me a lot. But I got to find a way. I was see, like, I was talking to people about it, and they're saying the most likely chance is to trade them to say Pokemon White or White, Black and White or Black and White Two, and maybe when the Pokemon Bank comes into effect, they'll be able to bring them over from Black and White, one of those games, into the bank, and then transfer them into that game. So I'm talking playing two full games, basically, just to bring these over and then not use them, because I'll probably be completely sick of it by that point. Mm. This is a stupid plan, but I will probably start doing it anyway. (laughs) You do what you got to do. I can't, I don't even know where my, (laughs) where my previous Pokemon are. I don't even, like, I don't know why I can't find this stuff. I used to play this stuff all the time, and then I just kind of lost, I lost my, my, my yellow Game Boy. I lost my Game Boy Advanced. Uh, I don't actually, I, I have, Jesus Christ, where'd that go? I don't even have that anymore. I used to have my case that had all of my DS games and my 3DS games, and I don't know where it is right now. 
So yeah, what the fuck is going on? It's like you don't play us. We're the we're out of here. Oh, nope, found it. Found it. We're okay. okay Everybody's well, okay. Yeah, you know, go back down to DefCon One. Everybody's all right. Yeah, I just, I like, wow. I just found my uh, my Legend of Zelda Nintendo DS. Nice. And the I charger. found mine, but two. But I, you're up and one up on me. I can't find the charger. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Oh, oh speak of the some... devil! Look at that. Here it is. I got. I just found Chain of Memories. Not for for, for the uh, for the Game Boy Advanced. And look at that. Oh no, I didn't have. It wasn't Leaf Green. It was Emerald version. That's what I got. Ooh. Pokemon, not Leaf Green, but uh, Pokemon Emerald. That was the last one I played. I had Ruby Red, and I have Emerald, and I also have Yu-Gi-Oh in here for some reason. <laughs> Oof. I'm not gonna ask any questions with the. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Ray is gonna beat my ass, dude. I gave her back her Japanese coach. Guess what wasn't in there? What? The game. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. So I hope she didn't open that. <laughs> She'll never figure you out. Yeah, so uh yeah, she's probably cursing my name right now. Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to getting back into it and I don't know, Nintendo, man, like, <laughs> this is the thing about Nintendo. People keep counting them out, but when you have people buying your system for one game, something that people say doesn't happen, that says a lot. You it know, does. That, that's, that, that's Nintendo. Like, they get the one right game, and I'll buy their system. I don't care. I need to have it at that point. Like, I can't believe this. Exactly. And it's not like there's there's not the more games. Because I, I see games on the 3DS, I'm like, huh, that would be nice. Maybe I'll get it when I get a 3DS. But Pokemon comes out, and it's like, take my money. Yeah, you don't even think about it. Like, I had no interest in it. None. The day beforehand. And then Dude. the next day, as soon as I woke up, I was like, ah, you need to have goddamn Pokemon. What the hell happened? That is the same exact thing that happened to me. That is the same exact thing that happened to me. Yeah. I blame Twitter and Facebook and every other human being I know. Because none know. of them would shut up about it. And just it started planting seeds in my brain. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's all their faults, right? Yeah. I wish all I didn't have fault. friends. It'd be way easier. <laughs> I could not buy Pokemon. Save God, my $40. I, I hate you guys. God. Little jerks. <laughs> but Can't yes, trade Pokemon over. That could, we can actually just roll right into our first topic from that. Uh, oh, yeah. About Nintendo's innovation. Which even I don't know if that really applies to this one. Because I'm not getting this game for the 3D portion, <laughs> you know, for the 3DS's killer technology. Yeah, <laughs> literally really killer, like, makes my head want to explode. No, that 3D's getting shut off. Yeah, like, I, and plus it saves battery life. That's That was my plan, to turn it off and save the battery life. You know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I got, but there there were a couple articles that came up. Um, uh, one, uh, Iwata talking about, you know, how Nintendo doesn't fear failure. You know, Nintendo says they're not a good competitor. That that is their words. Uh, actually, is that a, is that like an exact quote? I know? would think so. Yeah, he says. Uh, yeah, I think that I think yeah he say yeah that is a lot of he says uh, Nintendo is not good at competing, so we always have to challenge the status quo by making something new rather than competing in an existing market, which I'm okay with. That's yeah. really been working out for them. Um, for the most part, <laughs> yeah. But like, actually, there was a uh, the, the one of the, the lead designers or the creator of Rayman uh, and Beyond Good and Evil. He says that Nintendo's innovation 
is not only their greatest strength, but it's their greatest weakness. Uh, but I think that's the that's just the cost of what you do. You know, that's yeah. the cost of innovation <clears throat> in general. If you're not like if you're not taking risks, you know, no risk, no reward. You know, or bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. I should say. It's like saying like a poker hand is a gambler's biggest strength and his biggest weakness. Exactly. Like, you know, as many people, you know, over the past few years, even we have said some, you know, no, I won't say nasty things about Nintendo, but some bad things about Nintendo, about, you know, their strategies and what they've been doing. And of course, we've been right because we said it. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, what I'm saying is, you know, and don't get me wrong, it's not that Nintendo can do no evil. They definitely can uh, do no wrong, I should say. They definitely can. They have definitely made some bad decisions. They, you know, they came out with a 3DS at a too high of a price point for sure. Even the Wii U is still a too high of a price point. They didn't probably, uh, you know, the Wii U had a terrible launch lineup. But I personally, not. I don't necessarily blame that on Nintendo. I blame that on Nintendo trying to cater to third parties. And it, it fucked them big time. And from this point out, it should be, you know, money over everything. Well, yeah, they've you been know? doing great with, like, the release of Wind Waker. Like, just Wii U sales have skyrocketed, well, for the Wii U. Right. But it's still doing extremely well now that Nintendo's getting, like, a really solid, for, like, game that they designed out. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, like this is Nintendo just doing what it has always done, even though it's innovating. It's always our game. Their games are really solid. Those are the games that move the consoles. Dude, as much I, as I griped about it a couple months ago in my article that they need some third-party support in between just to keep, make sure people keep their consoles in between, people still buy them back for some of these like big titles. You know, so, I, I I wonder if it's worth it for Nintendo to invest more heavily in their own development, like you know, like increase their staff and bring in more teams to push more games or. Make new Nintendo IP with that Nintendo quality. Is it possible? Because the thing is, it's not. It's not just that these games are being sold because of nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Like they're being sold because they're good games. You know, like that. That's the thing. Like, name me a bad Mario game. A bad Mario. You know, bad. When you have a game Sorry, about Mario Brothers, you. What'd you say? The one for the Wii U. Oh, well, well, it was lazy. It I guess lazy. I can't even say it was bad. Yes, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine. That wasn't shut bad. Up. Shut your mouth. I know, Nick. <laughs> Love Super Take, Mario Sunshine. Get you and your beard, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, we need Nick. He's he always he's here because he has those opinions. <laughs> the wrong ones, you <laughs> mean? You can't just be like Mario Sunshine was good. Yeah, it was good. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could have done without the the water pack, but. Yeah, hey, like, but that's the thing. Like, you know, Nintendo constantly pushes out good games. I mean, I got like one of the biggest games they've had gripes with recently. Well, not even recently at this point, but like, you know, the Metroid, the one made by Ninja Theory. Yeah, you know. But I didn't hear problems about the gameplay. Like most people complained about the story. Mm. You know, yeah, that was another thing that sort of got taken over. Like, I don't even know if it's a good game that much. But just the the reaction to the story, just uh, it's like I don't even want to touch it now. Yeah, people were complaining about the story. They did have that big bug in it, but you know that's the thing. If that was like in-house Nintendo, that bug would have never happened. No, God, no. You know, or like you know, even I don't even know if I've ever played a Mario that had like a bug in it, or if it was the bug just so incredible that I thought it was a part of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's stuff that speedrunners have exploited, but I mean, really, right? But I'm talking about stuff that, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, affects uh, that affects a uh, gameplay. Nothing unless you're really digging. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just dumb stuff like the uh, the negative zone in Mario One, I guess. But... Right. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, so Nintendo has, is constantly pushing out quality games. Not constantly, sorry, but the games they push out are high quality, very high quality. So I don't know, like you know, I I don't know if it's worth it for them to like you know invest heavily more in their developers and their infrastructure. Oh, you know, that's a big gamble. That's a huge gamble, actually. Or to try to get some of this, these third-party games there, you know. One of the problems, though, is that investing in their in their infrastructure, though, that that sort of forces them to push these franchises out a bit more quickly. And I think one of the reasons that everybody loves the Nintendo games is you generally only get one of each kind of game per console cycle. You know, you only get one Mario Kart. Uh, you might get a few Super Mario Brothers, but you'll get, uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, you get sort of your big Zelda release you know for the console and you might get a few follow-ups on the handhold at that point and it, it might be one of those cases where if they increase their infrastructure in order to, to you know push these games out quicker they run the risk of people burning out on them i mean pokemon's a huge event when was the last time the last pokemon game came out well that's like, what i said if they increase their their infrastructure they could put they could get make new ip you know they can make new ip but they need that they need that nintendo quality you know they the let what was their last new IP? Was it uh, Pikmin? That's the last one I could think of. There might have been something since then, but I don't know. That's the only one that jumps to mind. I mean, they resurrected Kid Icarus. But oh, yeah, but... Yeah. They resurrected that, but I mean... Yeah, I think so. Like That's probably like, you know... Their newest IP. What was that? That was GameCube. Yeah, that was early GameCube. I think they were even working on that on the N64. Yeah. But I think, like, you know, if they had a better, not better, but, you know, a larger development team, they could go ahead and start, you know, making new IP. Didn't didn't Miyamoto said he was he wanted to work on new IP? Oh, he always wants to work on something new. I mean, he craves creativity. I mean, that's why a lot of his games are so out there and so interesting. So, I mean, you should just give him a budget and let him go. I mean, he doesn't really do much wrong around there. Well, except we we Music or whatever the hell that was called. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> That might count as new IP. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to count that. That's just going to go into the catacombs. Yeah, I into the catacombs. Yeah, like, you know, virtual, boy. virtual boy. Yeah, you know they like to see they have a bad idea too sometimes. That's that innovation. <laughs> the downside. That's I mean, the downside. I can't imagine yeah. another company besides Nintendo surviving something like Virtual Boy, and some of the the bad stuff they pull without the good stuff that so, seems to come out of them with it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so. What are you going to say, Nick? They, they didn't bet the farm on Virtual Boy. That always felt more of like an adjunct. Like they were kind of thrown out, out there. But that that wasn't like, oh, here's the next major console release. Because it had no, what was it? It only had nine games to, all told for it. That's it. That's so, I mean, there's, that's, there's no support for that there. So it, it almost seems like they just kind of threw that out to see if that was sustainable. And then meanwhile, their focus was still on the Game Boy and uh, what the uh, SNES was out at the time, right? Yeah. 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 The thing about Nintendo, I'm, I'm glad to take risks because without that, like we wouldn't have had the Wii. When people heard about the Wii, the, uh, the thing sucks. Oh, really? Outsold both the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Do, that, oh, go ahead. Do we get the Connect without the Wii? No, we don't. I don't think so. Unless, because here's the deal: 
But Connect was a definite is was a response to motion gaming. Oh yeah. You know, Microsoft's like, oh, they have motion controllers. Fuck it, no controllers. That's what Microsoft <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> okay. So, and the thing about the um that the p like the uh not move? the i but the uh, the move, they had like the move was already well I don't want to be cl- cliche but that was actually already in motion. There was like um uh like patents and some video of like really 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 early move stuff back when the iToy first came out. Okay? When it, on the PS2 I'm talking about. Yeah. When the iToy first came out, there were some early moves of this. So I had been, you know, working for a while, but you know what they probably said? Like, ah, nobody really wants motion gaming. And, you know, Sony, you know, just put it under some engineer's fucking desk. Like, you know, that that's that's what they did. And they're like, oh, well, we already have this thing. You know? But I, I don't think either of those would have happened without... Um, the the Wii, but even the DS, like the DS, caught some flack in, in the beginning. I mean, you know, I remember reading about that about the two screens, and I, I can I can recall back to it. Even I was like, you can have a map up, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, like nobody, that. people were talking down about it. And even in the beginning, when the games weren't great, you know, people were talking about how it sucked. But when Nintendo, like, it's funny the way Nintendo worked that because Nintendo made games almost like tutorials to developers. Like, you know, I remember talking uh, to a dev, and he was saying, yeah, you know, I didn't really like the... He, he started developing for the DS, because I really didn't like the DS at first, but then I think it was, like, Yoshi's... Uh, like, some Yoshi game came out, and he was like, when I, and, I re- and I found out that you can blow on the DS and move stuff around on the screen. And he said, then I started really looking into the DS to see what I can do, and he started making games for it. You know, so yeah, we're like you know, Nintendo almost had to show developers how to. This is this is what you can do with this system. It's very powerful. Please don't shit on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they started making good games. And as we know, the DS printed money. <laughs> so, and then yeah. the Wii printed money. So, but yeah, that it's Nintendo's. I guess their their greatest down. You know, their greatest weakness is innovation, but. They've had way more successes than failures. That's why I can't count Nintendo out, you know. Not especially with all that Wii and DS money, you know. Well, every- Wii and DS money? Look at the Pokemon money. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that that just came out, what, it sold 4 million copies in two days? Yeah. So they, they're, yeah, I mean, they, 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 I mean, that's the one thing. It's, it's you know, to kind of compare them to a gambler, they're the gambler that's sitting on a fact stack. I mean, they can have a bad run. They can survive it. Because they've got, you know, they've got more chips that they can throw in and, and recoup their investments. So they're, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Every time, like, you know, Awada gets a bad, like, you know, report about finances, he just goes and swims in this pool of money, you know. <laughs> and Miyamoto probably just goes to sleep in his pillow that's probably stuffed with cash. I hear it's extra soft. <laughs> so. Uh, but let's move into our next topic, which is actually some bad news for those who were looking to... I guess start the next gen with a bang. I know both Sony and uh, Microsoft weren't too happy. They're feeling the Nintendo pain as Ubisoft delays Watch Dogs. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, they delayed it to like 2014. Actually, yeah, who are they competing with now? Um, yes, who's who coming could, out at the same time? So, oh, Titanfall. Titanfall is coming out around the same time as um, as uh, Watch Dogs now. 
as be interesting. So before I mean before Watch Dogs don't what the, the they they were gonna compete with Assassin's Creed, uh, and Call of Duty and Battlefield, and I think Watch Dogs could have won that. Yeah, you know, well, actually, not necessarily won that because of course Call of Duty is gonna outsell them all. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about actually like you know do very well in that climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed would have caught the the brunt of that. To be <laughs> I think would have caught the brunt yeah. Of that. Which considering it's their own property too, that might be part of why they shuffled it around a little bit. Maybe, but they said they wanted to, you know, polish it up a bit more. They, they you know, they need more time for polish. So, um, yeah, that that is happening. Unfortunately, <laughs> that Watch Dogs is being held back. But I think that it actually it doesn't hurt Ubisoft all that much. You know, I think it hurts the Xbox One and mm. the the PS4 more. Yeah, because you know? I'm I'm looking at the launch and like, what am I gonna play on the damn box? Like, I'm just gonna end up bringing it home, setting it up, and not using it. I don't like, have, what am I going to play? I don't want to play Knack or Yeah, I don't have I, I don't have either of those systems pre-ordered. I'm not getting them until next year. That's probably smart, but I'm done. I pre-ordered a PS4, so Yeah, like I have no desire to rush into that and I bl- and I blame PC gaming for that. Mm. To be honest with you. Like I actually I need software. Like, you know, this is not an upgrade for me. It really isn't. Yeah. Um I need software to to push me into uh, a new console, pretty much, and you know, either PS4 or the Xbox One. Well, the Xbox Ones have several reasons why I'm not really looking to get it, but like, they don't have games that make me want to get those systems or those consoles. The yes. PS4, like I mean, like like um, Infamous Second Son is a console mover for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is a console mover for me, uh, even though. It, uh, I really wish they would continue with what happened to Cole. Like, I want to know like what happens now, you know? Because seri- did you guys play Infamous too? No, although I heard some mumbling on the internet. Uh, yeah, that's useful information. That uh, yeah. they're gonna deal with a little bit of what happened to Cole there. Oh, really? Okay. Second well, son. Well, I hope so. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I sometimes like in a series when they just change the main character. You know, when you're used to dealing with them. Because it's almost like you came up with this guy. It's not like they just dropped him in and, and, you know, he had powers. Like, you were there when he first got his powers. And him learning how to be a hero or a villain and working with him all the way through that, you know. And the second one, Infamous 2, was just such a good game. You guys should play it. Actually, isn't it still free on PlayStation Plus? I don't know. I have the first one free from way back when they got hacked, I think. but that was. I think it's still free on PlayStation Plus. You might want to check it out. All right. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know if I have enough room. I have an original 68 one, so. Dude, just tag it and try to download it. It'll tell you you don't have enough room, but it'll still be yours. Okay. And then you can just go back anytime and download it. Sweet. So, but yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to affect the PS4 and the Xbox One. Actually, I'll be honest with you. Everybody who pre-ordered it, I can't see them saying, oh, no Watch Dogs? I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know? I can't see them dropping pre-orders. But for those who didn't pre-order, like the guy who's just going to walk into a store and pick it up, I'm like, eh, you know. Uh, but I'll be honest, for me, like Watch Dogs wasn't a system mover for me anyway, because yeah, I'll probably get it for PC. Unless it requires you play. If it requires you play, then I'll get it for a console. Doesn't... You play as does, balls. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't this fundamentally, though, hurt the PS4 more than the Xbox? 
because the PS4 being presented as a straight-up console where the focus is on gaming, um, this being the loss of a game um, is more detrimental to that console, whereas the Xbox being presented as an entertainment device where, oh, if I don't have my watchdogs for several months, I can still watch TV through my Xbox. You can still enjoy the device without any loss of functionality, assuming that watchdogs was the only game that you wanted. Um, oh, nobody's buying the Xbox for the TV stuff. Nobody. I wouldn't say nobody. <laughs> but you know how many people said they were going to buy the Xbox for the TV stuff? Very few. Nobody. <laughs> That's, it was no one. I, I think at launch, the people are going to show up or the games, even assuming, just giving Nick the benefit of the doubt, I still think the people who want it at launch are going to want games. Like, they're not going to buy it for, like, the side functionality. I'm not going to play I know Kate Xbox next. wants it to be for TV and stuff like that, but... I think that's more of a, a benefit to the system than something that will move the console itself. Right. So I, I, I think they're on even keel here with both being screwed by not having watchdogs. I'll, I'll give you that, but I still I, I think though that a lot a lot of people will buy it at launch for, for whatever games are available. But they're still going to be like, oh hey, I bought this new device. I just paid a shit ton of money for it. Let me use this extra functionality that fundamentally is completely pointless. But let me you know watch TV through my Xbox anyway, and let me you know yell at my Xbox. Oh, I think they'll the use channel. it. I think they'll so, use it, but I'm not. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to buy it because of it. Like if they're looking at an Xbox an Xbox One and a PS4, they're like, well. You know, I can watch TV through the Xbox One, so I'm going to get that one instead at $100 more. No way. I'm sure there's at least one person out there who thinks the, the idea... Of course, of because there are idiots all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> of course there are. And I'm banking on those idiots to prove I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> there are morons all over the place. That'll do. You know, it's, it's fanboys. Fanboys are going to buy it, you know, for that reason. You know? Hell yeah. That's the thing, like... I, when this holiday season ends and the smoke clears, I can't see Microsoft putting up the same numbers as Sony, simply for the price difference. Or, or the only reason they would is because PS4s keep selling out. If Sony is able to keep a steady flow of PS4s in the stores, if they can manage to do that, if they can manage to say, if I could talk to a Best Buy associate and they're like. We got a PS4s, but we're getting another shipment in tomorrow. You know, like that situation. I think Sony will be fine. That can change some some poor kid's life if his parents go to the store and he they're like, oh hey, we're gonna get you a PS4, and oh they're sold out, but let's you know we'll, we'll have to pay more, but we'll get you the Xbox instead because we're not going home empty-handed here. And that that kid, you know, if that's his first console, could grow up a Microsoft fanboy as opposed to a Sony fanboy, all based on luck. That's true. That's childhood, man. <laughs> that's, that, that's how you got a Super Nintendo or Genesis when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, but still, well, I guess <laughs> the Sega fanboys really aren't saying much these days. They keep to themselves. <laughs> yeah. They talk about Sonic, and they talk about it real quiet. Yep. They make videos yeah, somebody animals. here. You guys talking about Sonic? You losers? <laughs> no, we're not talking about Sonic. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That talk's pretty good. That was shit, too. All fucking garbage. Oh, yeah. But actually, as we're talking about PS4, we can actually roll into our next topic, uh, which is going to be quick. Is bad news for those who have the PS3 headsets? Um, 
PS3 headsets aren't going to work with PS4 heads or aren't going to work with the PS4 on launch. Um, yeah. And that goes for the USB ones. If it's a USB PS3 headset, it will not work at launch. There's going to be a patch a little bit way a little ways down. However, if you have the nice headset like the Bluetooth one, uh, that won't work at all with PS4. And Sony says they will not be patching it. There'll be no patch. There'll be no fix. And at first I was kind of like, oh, okay, well you know it's a new console, blah blah. But I'm like, wait a minute, it's hardware. Like it's it's it's, it's headset hardware. Why can they not write the drivers for that? Like why can't they write why can't they write drivers and get it to work? That that's a bit hmm, that that one makes you say hmm. Why, like why won't they <laughs> do it? Like what are the problem? Like it should actually be easy to develop drivers for the PS4 over the PS3. So I don't understand why they're for the like for the, that's the Bluetooth ones are the expensive ones. It, it, what I'm, what's not clear is is the is the PS4 going to support Bluetooth controllers at all? Uh, or not controllers, uh, headsets rather, headsets rather. Yeah, I would it, imagine they're going to come out with Bluetooth headsets for. The but you would have you would have also imagined that the PS3 headsets would have worked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, so. I don't know. Well, they got to sell those accessories, man. That's how Best Buy makes its money. And that's how it drives I, me nuts. Every console cycle. Great. Now I need a second controller because I want to play with a regular person in my room. And uh, Headsets. Yeah, the days of backward compatibility are over, man. Hooking up a PS1 controller to a PS2. That We, we lived in a golden era, friend. Yes, we did. Yes, we man, did. I, that worked? Yeah. Yeah. I never tried that. Not once did it occur to me to try that. Oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah. God damn, that second controller was a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Slap childhood me now. Yeah, now, now compound the interest that you could have earned in the what fifteen years since you got a, a PS2, and I would have spent it on something yeah. stupid. Come on, I just have something equally dumb in my in this the game room, like a copy of I don't know some piece of garbage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Sorry, people who have PS3 headsets. <laughs> I don't. I, I just play it through my speakers. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though I, do, I actually have one of those Plantronic rigs, uh, they got they sent one to me, and it's actually really nice, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, I the like one it. that you got? Yeah, it, it sounds great, and uh, you, can, you can mix, like, you know, like you hook your phone up to it and the game. And then the mixer, you can if you you can turn like you can use the mixer to turn the volume of the game down while you turn the phone up and vice versa. And you can have where you have it mixed together. It's really nice. It's okay. nice, but that's not cool. going to work on PS4 launch. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but moving on to our next topic, um, there was an article on GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, a Battlefield dev says that Linux only needs one killer app. And then it'll blow up, and I have to disagree heavily with that. Heavily with that. Um, we're not talking about consoles or handhelds here. We're talking about a damn operating system. You know, an entire operating system. Like you need, like you know, why would? Uh, first of all, the game would have to be a Linux exclusive, okay? And what developer is going to make it a Linux exclusive? <laughs> what developer is going to do that? Oh, like Valve out of spite to Microsoft would, would be one of the worst decisions of all time. <laughs> but like, really? 
not, not, not only that, but I, I could kind of see if, if it, it's almost like if you make something a Linux exclusive as, as fanatical as the Linux, you know, user base is, that almost becomes like a challenge, like, okay, well, if this only works on Linux, I'm going to get this working on Windows. And so I could almost see like out there, then there'll be cracks or mods or whatever to get it running on your Windows system anyway. Well, fuck it, just virtualize it. Hell yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll virtualize that shit. Yeah. Oh, but that's the thing. I mean, I I I understand where the where the thought process comes from, but the game would have to be a Linux exclusive, and then you have to have like the Linux. I'm sorry, but like you know, you have to be a very savvy person, or somebody who doesn't do anything on the computer, to be able to get the same productivity out of Linux that you do as Windows. Yes. Most of the people who do like with Linux, they are just very savvy people. They find the replacement app. I don't need Photoshop. I have GIMP. I've used yes. GIMP. I hate that shit. Really? <laughs> you know, but like, you know, what would you say, Nick? I, I like GIMP. I fucking hate GIMP. But I, I hear it's because I, I don't know how to use it properly. And you know what? I'll give you that. It's because I don't know how to use it properly, but I know how to use Photoshop. So fuck it. I mean, you know, I'm going to use Photoshop. Um, but yeah, like, you know, no Microsoft Word, unless you count. I guess you could do the Word Online thing, like the Office dot com, if you want to. What about Open Office? Yeah, it's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. The Open Office is the poor man's, you know, office. It's literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's free for a reason. Can you um, run Word and Wine? Uh, I don't know. You might be able to, but that's what I'm talking about. You have to jump through all these hoops to do that. Like it's gonna take so much more for you know for Linux to 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 jump up and use you know for in terms of usage, because right now we're talking like what one two percent market penetration, and how long has Linux been around? Well, wait, when you, oh my when god! You, when you say when you Late say nineties is it what? about that? Yeah, but when you say one two percent market penetration, though, you're talking strictly about PCs. Uh Be- yes, because. I almost feel like, in a way, Linux is 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 going to be prevalent, but it's going to make sort of an end game run around what Gustafsson is saying, and if it, it it's all based on the prevalence of Android systems, I mean those are fundamentally Linux based, and, and yes, but they're not open, so it's they're not, not open. The same no, they're thing. they're not open. They're not open, and and I don't think because I mean you're you're entirely right. There's, I mean you, you can you can buy a Windows PC. You know, buy a, let's say a laptop. So all you have to do is basically just open it up, and you don't really have to do too much as far as setup goes. Install your game, you know, which again, not that much in terms of setup, and then you're good to go. I mean, it's it's a bit more involved than you know putting a disc into a console, but it's still fairly simple. But if you want to, you know, if you, you know if there's a Linux only game, you know, you know, you have to buy your PC, get your Linux distro set up properly. You know, assuming you're not reconverting an already existing box to a Linux box, you know, or assembling something from scratch. I mean, the, the, the just the barriers to entry to having a PC that before you even get to the point of installing the game are significantly higher. So I can't see. So I, I, the only way I think that Linux Linux could be something that, that's so prevalent is you have to have a system where he, you know somebody's providing you the Linux box ready to go. All you have to do is take it home, open it up, plug it into your TV, whatever those one or two steps are, and hit you know hit the power button and get it running without having to you know download a tar file or something like that. And I think that's 
the that's the Android devices, the micro consoles, the uh, the Ouya's and the, and the Shields. They're fundamentally running Linux, and and, and hell, the freaking Steam machines. I mean, they you know, who knows what kind of impact they're going to have when they when they come out shortly. But those devices are what's really going to bring Linux to the average gamer, and they're gonna they're gonna do it in a way where the, the gamer doesn't realize they're using Linux because not that not that anybody is averse to Linux necessarily, but they fundamentally don't know it. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Linux. The reason why developers and Valve and like Notch like it, likes it is because it's open. But if you do what you're what, like what you're describing, it's not going to be an open system anymore. If the system's open to an average user, that's actually dangerous. Mm. You know, that's actually dangerous to the average Joe. We have systems like like for, for example, like Windows is built to protect itself. It's built to protect itself from idiots, but the idiots find a way. Damn they right. Always find a way. They, I, Delete users, all the sound drivers? Sure. I'll users do that. amaze me. At what they can do. I'm like, at destroy what I can destroy on my computer. How did you delete the registry hive? <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, the users amaze me mm. all the time. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, any system like this system, you t- the type of system you're describing is going to be closed, and then it kind of defeats the purpose. You might as well just stick with the Windows. You know? Well, it's closed, but I, I guess the question, the argument is more of who's closing it. Because, I mean, fundamentally, you run into, with Windows, it's closed by Microsoft. Whereas for the Android devices, it's closed by whoever's giving you the device. Right. So it's, you know, so, so, so at that point, it be, sort of becomes a question of who's the master. But ultimately, yeah, you can't, for, by and large, you can't leave that control with the average user because they're just not. They don't, you know, they they haven't wanted it. If I mean, Linux has been out there long enough. If people really wanted to make it that ma- major of an OS, they could have done that by now. Right. And I mean, really, the only place you see it large at all, you know, it, it loomed large in in servers, you know, web servers for a while. But even even Microsoft kind of reclaimed that. Um, I don't think so. Like, I still still I, like we run on Linux. I thought I saw. I don't know. I thought I saw something about like IIS was making a comeback. But I, might be uh, I do see more IIS now. I do because IIS was a shit show before. Now it's not a shit show. It's just <laughs> all right. There's, you know, it's, it's just it's a little not bit as shit. bad. But I um, but I I still use Linux because it'll run it'll run for longer without having problems. So, um, but yeah. So I like I disagree with this with this dice dev. Lars Guvastafsson. I said his name wrong. He's going to haunt me <laughs> in my sleep now. Uh, but moving on to our next topic. Um, let's talk, uh, you know, since we're talking about Linux and, you know, how, you know, we know Valve isn't really wants people to switch over to Linux and, you know, to break the chains of Microsoft and all that stuff. Uh, they, they, they had, well, we knew competitors were going to come. You know, with the idea of the Steam box, the micro console, stuff like that. And Mad Cats just announced their competitor called the Mojo. Uh, the Mad Cats Mojo is a micro console that comes with a controller that actually looks like the Xbox controller, so I'm totally okay with that. Um, it already has points above the Steam box for that because I don't like the way the Steam box controller looks. Did you- did you see the video? They put a video of like somebody actually playing with the Steam box controller. I did, but the they're playing like a RTS game. And yeah, I think that was the point. 
Yeah, I'm not necessarily, I'm not too concerned about that because, of course, with trackpads as your, you know, as your trackpads on the controller, yes, you will be able to uh, probably control RTS to RTS games better uh, than an analog stick. However, what about a Devil May Cry? You know, what about games that actually need analog sticks? You look, I see the look on your face, you're kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, 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 I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like with the trackpad, of, yeah. So you like, yeah. I, I know the, the the whole purpose of the trackpad was to um was to make it so that you can play PC games in your living room, which that's that's still a compromise if you ask me. They they should have sent it out with like an Nostromo device and a mouse. There you go. Um, or just actually the Nostromo device in general has like on the thumb. Uh, I don't know if the older ones have it, but I saw the new one on the thumb. It has a uh, like an analog stick. So that right there could have actually been it. Um, but, you know, there are some games that actually just need an analog stick, period. Like Devil May Cry or Remember Me. There's a lot of games. Racing games. Like, yeah, I wish I would play Grid 2 with a trackpad. You know? All my opponents would be laughing all the way. <laughs> um, but still, yeah. So Mad Cats has a... Con- uh, they're coming out on a micro console. Um, looks like so the Xbox looks like it has an Xbox style controller, which I wonder if Microsoft can actually sue them for something like that, because that that design and form factor is almost <laughs> exactly an Xbox doesn't, controller. Doesn't Mad Cats make knockoff Xbox controllers though? Well, they do, but you have to get they have to get licensing from Microsoft. Oh, maybe they got some they kind might, of permission somewhere. They might have. They might have. Uh, oh. But it has. Uh, it comes with uh, Tegra Four. Uh, T40s 1.8 gigahertz processor, two gigs of RAM, and HDMI out. Uh, and it's suppo- it's actually developed, uh, not developed from for mobile games, but you can hook up like your phone to it, uh, and your phone can stream the mobile games to the micro console, and it'll, um, and it will play on your TV. But it'll also stream PC games. That's the important thing here. Uh, you know, a little different from the Steam Box because the Steam Box itself. Uh, will play games that work in Linux. However, this streams your PC games, which would all be all I needed it for. That would be all that I actually needed it for, is a stream PC games. I'm not going to play li- games via Linux on, on a Steam box anyway. So that right there, I think um, for the PC crowd, depending on the price, because the price of this micro console of the Mojo is 250 Two hundred and fifty bucks. That is difficult to swallow. Um, and I'm gonna say main uh, one main reason is because we, I, it's un, it's inevitable that Nintendo's gonna bring the price down on the Wii U. So you know, once the Wii U is two fifty, I'm looking at a Wii U. I'm looking at this. You know, what do I get? You can't you can't stream from the Wii U. That's true. You can't stream from the Wii U, but that I don't buy. Well, I, I shouldn't say I don't buy consoles for streaming because I'm actually going to probably... Actually, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy a Steam box or this to stream games. It'll just it'll be a nice accessory, but not for $250. Exactly. I think it depends how much the Steam boxes wind up coming in at. Because, I mean, the, the other thing, too, to note is while, they do, while it will be able to stream games, that's not that functionality is not available at launch. Right. They actually rescinded that, and they said that that is something they're working on. It'll come out in a, in a future patch. But for now, I mean, you know, at, at launch, you know, for the two hundred fifty dollars, it might be something worth waiting to see if the price drops before that patch comes out. 
That is very or, true. Or, or even then, as I said, you know, the steam machines, they may even have a steam machine that'll do that for cheaper. That is true. Like, you know, you might have a steam machine that comes out at like a hundred bucks. That is strictly for streaming. Yeah. That's the beauty of the, you know, steam machine, uh, steam machines being pushed out at third party. It's the beauty um, of not giving us facts so we can speculate and pretend that's going to happen. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but this like two fifty is a, seems like a lot for a micro console that pretty much is just going to stream mobile games. Which, come on, son, like who is streaming mobile games to their to their TV? Oh, uh, I gotta gotta blow up my Candy Crush to the big TV. <laughs> now there, <laughs> there there are games um, that are made specifically for that purpose. Like they they had a demo. Uh, God, what booth was that? And they gave me a free demo unit. Oh, let me see if I can reach it. Oh, was it the shield? Yeah. Not the shield. I mean, uh, this is the shield. Oh, uh, the the Moga. The, the Moga. Yeah, there it is. The Moga. And I actually played with the Moga Pro. Uh, the Moga Pro is actually the same size as that controller right there. And they had like an iPad hooked up to a like a 50 inch TV, and I was playing it there. And it looked good. The game itself was weak, but it, like the thing about like you know games that you're gonna play on your television, they need to be made for your television. It's just that you're just able to get them through your phone. But isn't that kind of I guess the point of all these devices is, is that we're starting to hit a critical mass where developers might say, "I'm gonna release a game, put it on Android, put it on the the Google Play Store," and fundamentally, it's not designed to be played on your phone or your tablet. It's it's intended for, you know, to be sat down with a controller and played, uh, you know, on your 50-inch TV. And now that there's actually devices that can support that, that might actually be a viable model. I think the market needs to pick up for it first. That's the thing. This is where that killer app comes in. Because yeah, <laughs> exactly. The market would need to pick up for it. But now you're coming to a market that the, you know, because these phones, they actually do look pretty similar to current gen graphics. Uh, at this point, like shit, I, I can play Sign Mara on my phone, uh, which is terrible on mobile, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> but I can play it if I want to. Um, Where you want to? That's very important, right? Uh, but you know, we're going into the next generation, and these these mobile games will not look anywhere near the next gen for a while. It's going to take quite a while for them to get there. <laughs> well, what if you if you if you believe that what the the phone generations double every eighteen months. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're what? Three? Yeah, but eventually we're gonna hit a limit when it comes to how how like you know them putting certain chipsets into these into these phones and the battery consumption being well. Okay. They, well, yeah, but well, I mean, as far as the chipsets now, but there'll be further chipsets introduced. I mean, they keep of course, they keep call, yeah. they keep calling for the end of Moore's law, but we haven't hit it yet. Right. So I mean, that's the thing. We I mean. I, I right now I don't see these things moving a lot. I mean, I, it'll be an option, or maybe even an earlier option than the Steam boxes to stream your PC games. But I don't know if I actually want to stream my PC games. I'm perfectly fine <laughs> playing my PC games in front of my PC. I don't, I, I don't usually because I, I either need a mouse and keyboard, or I need like you know, I mean, the thing is I have a, I have a 27 inch monitor and I sit close to it. Why do I need to have it on a bigger screen? I'm pretty sure that that Valve and and uh, Mad Cats and and uh, the people behind the Ouya are not thinking of you when they're making their consoles. Probably not. They're probably not. It's probably, probably true, Nick. I walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> you walk a lonely road. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I think a lot of that, I think we had a discussion before, like a lot of PC game for PC gamers. This this is net. Like, I don't need to go play a game on my couch. You know, actually, the only thing I do on my couch is watch TV. I, when I had my PS3 in my in my living room, I barely played it. It's and I think it's because like you know I didn't want to necessarily sit back on my couch and play. It. Like I wanted to be in a chair and close to it. And that's how I play most of my games because I actually limit the screen size in the games that I play so that I can see more of the screen easier. And that's why I dominate. If you really wanted, could, couldn't you move your couch in front of your computer? Why yeah, would that's I what's do that? puzzling me about all these things. Like, why do I care about streaming to the living room? Let's move the damn computer if I wanted to. Right, yeah. When, when, I'm not paying for the convenience to have it streamed to the living room where I could just slap the stupid thing over. That's that's really what I'm not getting about all these consoles and why there's all this talk about streaming. It's like, sure, it's handy, but it's not something I would ever pay for. I think I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not understanding it, or I, I think I think the appeal is in that like, oh look, that game that you loved on your 27 inch monitor, and and even then, I think most people probably have less than 27 inch monitors. But oh hey, that game you loved on your 20 inch monitor, you'll love it even more on your 50 inch TV. Yeah, but I have, I have VGA on my 50-inch television. I already have my computer hooked up to a 50-inch monitor. I don't need to buy something for this. That's how it came, and right. I bought a cheap fucking TV. Right, and and I think yeah, and and, that, and that's I mean that's fundamentally been been the argument since even you know since all of these consoles started being announced is that you know with HDMI inputs and outputs, most of your computers you know you move the box or you have a laptop and you plug it in and and you're pretty much good to go already. I mean people right. are already using big picture mode. Because the you know the hardware capability is there, but I think there I, I, there's or at least the I guess the expectation is that there is a consumer market for whom that step is too much, and so but I guess if, if you can figure out sort of you know push button streaming where you know you just you know start your game up on your PC hit the button and then go to your your I mean maybe the only other thing I can think of is maybe you're looking at households where. Um, Somebody won't allow you to put a PC in the living room, be Some it a mother or a wife or, you know, or, or it doesn't have to be a female person, just somebody in the household. But, uh, Some hate you know, I mean, that might, that might be a thing too. Yeah. But the one question I have regarding the Mojo is what does MOJO stand for? Because I did not see that anywhere. I think it makes it more hardcore. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't know. They definitely have no idea. There's no way they know. It's just like, oh, Mojo. That if works. Mojo stands for something, it's even dumber than I think Mojo already is. <laughs> yeah. Like Probably. they just put the periods in. It's like it's kind of like GI Joe. You remember that with the Snake Eyes? He was a ninja. He didn't talk, but he was pretty cool though. No, but <laughs> the, G, the G and the I stood for what General Infantry. I thought. Well, you already know more than me about GI Joe, then, my me friend. Me too, and like knowing half the battle. <laughs> Need, we need to jump in the air and freeze now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Um. Are you guys done with GI Joe? Never. Not in my heart. No. Okay. Well, we're done with it on the podcast. Your heart will have to go on. Yep. All right. So let's uh, let's move into our last pod, uh, our last uh, topic here. Um. Uh, the on October sixteenth, Steam released their next batch of green light titles. And I just wanted to discuss quickly, like, which ones, you know, everybody was actually excited for. So, uh, why don't you go first, Joel? 
Um, I'm tentatively tentatively excited for Montague's mount because I mean I, the review copy came in. Um, I liked what I saw of the what I played in the the preview copy, but there's a lot of those puzzles. They're they're not going to be happy with what I have to say about it. Um, the one I'm super stoked for was Never Ending Nightmares. It was pretty close there with its Kickstarter funding. But uh, if you're familiar with Edward Gorey's art style, it uses that quite a bit. And it looks like it just does some really just creepy, gory stuff. It looks like it's going to be an excellent horror game. Playable demo. I did not read that until this moment. You guys are going to get a preview next week, I think. I think I need to try this. Well, nice. I'm, I'm glad we got to hear your thought process right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> it, that looks excellent. There's some other neat stuff in here, but those are the two that are really grabbing me. Uh, did you hear the story of his last game, which was, uh, oh god, what was it called? Retrograde. Retrograde? No, I'm not familiar. Um, Yeah, pretty much like he like bet like, his whole life on this game doing well. Mm-hmm. And it was on, on the it was at the end of the whole um, music game boom, too. And he came oh. out like two or three years after that had already died. Oh, and it was a shame. Like, I think he like he got divorced. He lost his business partner. It was crazy. I met him a couple times at PAX. And when, like when, you know, he was desperately trying to get people to play retrograde. And it came out and just didn't do that well. I mean, it was an all right game. It's just it, for the amount of money and time he put into it, it just wasn't worth it at the end, unfortunately. So hopefully this one is, is much better. He, he's a nice guy, very nice guy. And I think he's a talented developer. Um, but, you know, he just had to push that one forward and it just didn't work out for him. That's a shame. This one looks great. So I guess we'll hopefully things will go well for him. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, I'm curious about Steam Marines, uh, not only because the name sounds like Steam Machines, but uh, what they're saying, it's a, it's like a roguelike where you have a, a squad and your ship's under siege. Yeah. That looks, that looks interesting to me. That's the only one? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious about the Portal remake mod, but it's Portal, so I'm not entirely sure what they're doing there. Okay. Um, okay, fine. Let me go on my list because I actually have a list. <laughs> Nick. Uh, so, first off, the Alien Swarm for uh, first person I'm looking forward to because I actually I enjoyed Alien Swarm. I really wish the community took more hold of that game and made the levels. But pretty much people just played through the game and beat it and that was it. It only had five levels. You could beat the entire game in one sitting. Uh, and the last level wasn't... That, I mean, it was challenging, but not that difficult if you played as a team. It was nice. I liked it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Alien Swarm first person. Somebody else had a first... Like, there was actually a... Uh, if you open the developer console, you can actually put it, the game in the first person, but it didn't have a roof. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> yeah, this one's actually... It's 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 built from the ground up almost, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, what's the next one? The Fall looks awesome. Like, the one that says um, Super Metroid meets Monkey Island. Mm. Uh, and I, and I watched I watched the video of that and that that guy he worked on a few games I can't remember the names of them they were definitely AAA titles though and the the graphics look good for, good for it um, and the gameplay looks good I like that I'm looking forward to that uh, let's see what else I thought you would look at I thought you would be interested in Fran ba- a bow because that's like a creepy like horror game I so, haven't had a chance to look much into it I'm just sort of poking around here. 
You continue to talk. I'll read and I'll tell you whether I'm excited or not. Then uh, there's Half-Life 2 Capture the Flag. I I don't know if that's out already or not. Like, I haven't looked into it, but as soon as I get a chance, I will. It looks... I I love Capture the Flag. Capture the Flag is like my shit. (laughs) You know, so uh, Half-Life 2. I mean, I used to play Half-Life well, Half-Life Deathmatch, and even Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, um, a good amount. So I was, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I I, I want to see that. Ikaruga for PC, I'll be buying that. Uh, uh, if I buy it again, it's just going to continue to destroy me. Uh, the Portal remake mod, I'm interested in that, and I wonder if it's going to be in the same vein as Portal Prelude, because Portal Prelude was awesome. Like, I don't know, like, I, don't, I doubt either one of you played Portal Prelude, huh? Nope. No. Portal Prelude was a it was a mod that was supposed to be a prequel to Portal. Um, actually, the G-Man's even in it. But dude, it was hard. It was so much harder than Portal. Mm. It was longer and so much harder than Portal. So, and it, instead of having Glados, it had two human people talking to you uh, while you were doing that. It, like Glados was in the process of being built. That was that's that's what the story was. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Hmm. Uh, also, Unlucky 7 looked good. I thought you'd be into that, Joel. That's you can't even tell him to read up on these things. <laughs> Jesus, Joel. Uh, <laughs> Under Hell? Well, that's like a first-person, like, stealth-type game. So that, that looks pretty cool. And that's gonna, actually, that's going to be freely done. That's going to be free. And they're going to release it in an episode, like an episodic format. Oh, um, let's see what else is there. Yeah, I looked at the fran- the video for that Frambo one. It looks, it reminds me of the Cat Lady, sort of like just like really vicious gore and just like a really weird art style. So, might be interesting. I'll definitely be keeping up on it now since right. Jared's doing all my horror research for me now. <laughs> I know, right? That's become a boss. That's why. Um, and Rack, uh, which I think is actually out right now. Uh, but it's like an arena shooter in the vein of like Quake and Duke Nukem, and that looks like a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, so there's a lot of games on this list that I'm looking forward to, and I can't wait for them to come. Actually, there's games from the other list I have preview copies for, and I have to need to kind of go through them and start writing shit about them. So yeah, but yeah, new games on the green lit list. You know, we'll have the link in the uh, in the show notes so you can check it out and you know let us know if you're excited for any of the other games coming out. Uh, but you know, let's see what's coming out soon. Actually, I usually have this uh, this this list up already, but I'm slacking because it's like we we we've transferred we've transferred into di- to a different day since we've started this podcast. <laughs> so. You know, we're time traveling over here. Let's so see. it's no, it's no longer late. Yeah, it's early now. <laughs> it is now early. Uh, so really, kids are not gonna like me tomorrow. <laughs> so let's so, see. The new Batman's finally out next week, so I'm pretty oh, excited for that. Ah, uh, yeah. We I I have to wait and see if we're gonna get a review copy or not. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I got um, mine paid off. Although I. I held out. I didn't spend the thirty-five bucks on the uh, grappling hook replica. Uh-huh. It apparently, fires a real grappling hook. Really? It, whatever. It's definitely not as cool as it's making itself out to be on the box. I'm like, if I open this, this is going to be fucking plastic. I know it is. It's going to be garbage. Well, what you need to do is mm-hmm. fire it and try to pull yourself up somewhere and get hurt, and then like, look what you did to me. Just <laughs> <laughs> we could film it for a vine or something. I mean, 
Yeah. Give people some laughs. Well, that will at least do that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I know Dark Matter comes out What's that? on the 17th. That's like a horror, space horror game. Why don't I know about anything Why anymore? Why don't you know about this? Like, dude, you are slipping. I'm completely useless lately. I don't know what's going on. You are slipping. I keep uh, playing the games I own and not looking into other ones. It's, it's I know, right? What is wrong with you? Um, let's see. Forced, which actually I'm playing Forced. God, that should have been on my my playlist. That's like an arena arena combat game, and it's um, I don't know. It's fucking. It is difficult, man. Like yeah. you, they say, you can play it in single player. There's a single player mode. But dude, they just they beat the shit out of you if you play single player. <laughs> so it's like just just play co op. It's cool. I actually have a review for that up next week. Um, let's see what else is there. Oh, I didn't even know there's there's a Batman or Arkham Origins Blackgate game for. Is that the one on phones? That's the one for mobile. Like, well, not mobile, but handheld for Vita 3DS. So I don't even. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. Is it downloadable or is it retail? Looks like it'll be downloadable. Yeah, it looks like downloadable, huh? Well, I wonder. I wonder. Assassin's Creed Black Flag looks like that's coming out on the 29th. Oh, geez. I, I didn't even think that was this month. Yeah, that's coming Wild. out soon. That and Battlefield 4. And Battlefield 4, same day. But I, those, those two games won't cannibalize themselves. They're two different. Yeah, they're really different. That, I don't care about either of them, though. They do share that. <laughs> Sonic Lost World. I didn't even know this was coming out. Now that I have a 3DS, I might actually pick it up. You know, because uh-huh. you, you know what actually re, uh, what put, gave me faith in Sonic again? Sonic um, Colors for the Wii U. Yeah, I've heard that a couple of times today. Oddly, it's uh, like this. The game. There's no doubt about it. My, that that game is actually for. It's aimed at like kids because of the dialogue, like how the dialogue goes. But yeah. the gameplay is so good. It's so good. Like, it really is. I had a great time. Like, I was so surprised. Like, I picked up the game, expecting it to give it a terrible review, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll be done with this game in a couple, in a day or two. Dude, I played through the whole shit. Like, I played through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a review about it. It was awesome. Sweet. So, yeah, so that's happening. Um, And shortly after that, you got Call of Duty Ghosts. You know, whoever's buying that. I'm not touching it. You know, I'll probably, you know what, because of Black Ops 2, I'll probably get it. Also, um, they, they said that they, uh, well, they are allowing dedicated servers for all consoles or for all, you know, for all platforms. So maybe they're, they're turning their ways around. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, that's what's coming out. And uh, yeah, with that, that's that's everything, guys. We are all done here the day or for the night uh so as always thank you for listening uh you can catch us on soundcloud which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons you can catch us on itunes you can catch us on stitcher smart radio uh we are on uh, oh and stitcher by the way is, is it's stream so you can listen to it uh, uh, instantly or you can download it it's up to you uh we are on twitter which is twitter.com slash mtb site we are on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Um, have a new, a-, a new aftermath coming out on Monday. And it's a three parter about Mega Man. At least oh, wow. there's, there's three what? part. There's three parts right now. 
So Ooh. yeah, we're we're pushing that out starting Monday. So um as always, thank you for listening and we will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. You didn't tell me about a Mega Man thing? We're not ending here. Or at least we're talking about this in a few minutes. (laughs) He's like, disappointment. You call me as soon as we're done here. (laughs) All right, screw you guys. Get out of here. Go away. I need to talk. We're stuck in detention. We're not stuck in detention. This is not the Breakfast Club. It is. I'm the red haired girl. Oh, God. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. See, that that ended it fast. (laughs) Later. See you. Goodbye.